Did you know that the Lord wants to bless you? The Bible tells us in Isaiah chapter 30, verse 18, the Lord longs to be gracious to you. That is the desire of God's heart. He wants to bless you. He wants to be gracious to you. Early on in the life of Abraham, God promised to bless him. That was one of the first promises God made. He said, I'm going to bless you, and I'm going to make you a blessing to all the families of the earth. And that was God's intention from the very beginning. That's also God's intention for your life and for my life to bring into your life a contagious happiness, a happiness that will influence the lives of everybody around you. So God called Abraham, and he followed God. We've been talking about that. But right behind him was his wife, Sarah. And so when we meet Sarah, at that time called Sarai or Sarai, uh, she was 65 years old, and we learned, the first thing we learn about her is that she was barren, she was childless. In those days, a woman's self-esteem was wrapped up in her ability to have children. So there was this perpetual sadness about Sarah. From her perspective, her life was spent and so was her opportunity to ever be truly happy. She concluded she would live the rest of her life with the stigma of being barren. Uh, from the day that her husband Abraham began following God, happiness of any sort seemed to, seemed to be out of her reach. And, and so as you survey your own circumstances today, you might be just as skeptical as Sarah. Your life might be marked by disappointments, fulfillment might have eluded you. Now, I'm talking to women today. Let me just say this up front. We're talking about Sarah, and this message is to every little girl, to every wife, to every mother, to every grandmother, to every woman here at whatever stage of life you're in. This message applies to you. Uh, and so some of you have been looking for happiness most of your life. You thought your marriage would bring you happiness, and it didn't. You thought your new house would bring you happiness, but it didn't. The hope of being happy is and fulfilled is a goal that seems always out of your reach. So by the standards of Sarah's day, she was a failure. And you know, women have a lot of things they look at today uh, that make them successful or make them failures. And usually they're all the wrong things, or most of them are the wrong things. So... That's what she was when she packed up her tent and they left Ur of the Chaldees and her husband Abraham began to follow God when they left Canaan. Maybe she was e uh, eager to leave her friends and her family. Maybe she was ready to new move to a new place where nobody knew her and nobody would know the reputation that haunted her existence. She was barren. It might be why you've come to our church today. It might be why you've maybe moved to our community. You're looking for a fresh start. Maybe you're running from your past, or maybe even running from God. So number one, point number one, God wants to bless you. Point number two, God invites you to start over. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you could just erase the past and start over? Well, you can't erase the past, but one of the things you can do, you can change the future. You can make all your tomorrows different by the decisions you need to make you make today. First, you need to start stop running from God and start trusting God. One of the most important passages in the Bible to me for all of us is Jeremiah chapter 29 verses 11 through 13. When I 
served in my former church, I had Jeremiah 29 pasted on the door of my office. Uh, it was a metal plaque, and it was Jeremiah 29, 11. That metal plaque sits uh, on the credenza of my desk today. I took it off and brought it with me. Jeremiah 29, 11, if you've been to our website, is at the bottom of the website, and it's there for a purpose, because this is a key verse for me, and it's a key verse for all of us. God says, For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not calamity, to give you a future and a hope. In other words, God wants to bless you. So here's Sarah. She's 65 years old. And as far as she was concerned, her life was over. Her dreams were dust. What hope did she have of ever finding happiness? Her hope was in trusting God and following God. You see, God had a plan that Sarah knew nothing about. God also has a plan for your life. But the only way to discover that plan is to trust God and follow God. Eventually, Sarah and her husband, uh, because Abraham uh, was quite successful financially at one period in his life, eventually uh, they lived in the finest tent in the desert. And materially speaking, uh, for the days in which she lived, Sarah had everything. Her bank account was full, but her heart was empty. Her, uh, she had, uh, in, her tent was filled with all the trinkets a woman of her day could want, but her heart was empty. Uh, and so we, we start out this story, we looked at Abraham's life, and we saw how God wanted to bless Abraham. But God also wanted to bless Sarah. And that's what I want you to see, and that's what you will see before we get to the end of this message today. Now, point number one, God wants to bless you. Point number two... God invites you to start over. Point number three, God's blessing awaits the surrender of your plans in favor of the plans He has for you. This was the case for every person in the Bible God called. Whatever else they were doing at that moment, it had to be laid aside in favor of following God. When God called Abraham, He said, uh, "Now uh, go forth from your country and from your relatives and from your father's house to the land which I will show you and I will make you a great nation and I will bless you. So Abraham had this sense that God wanted to bless his family. Uh, in Genesis chapter 15 verse 5, God made him this promise. He took him outside and said, now look toward the heavens and count the stars if you're able to count them. And he said to him, so shall your descendants be. So Abraham, God promised Abraham a child and yet Sarah was barren. Can you imagine how she felt when Abraham came home and shared this bit of news with her? God's told me I'm going to have children. Do you think she was elated? I don't think she was. I think she was devastated. And I think she concluded, as women do on occasion, that God had plans for her husband that must not include her. God had promised Abraham children, but she could have no children. Sarah, Sarah was barren, Sarah was bitter, and she found a way to direct that bitterness against God. You say, where is that in the Bible? Let me show it to you. Genesis chapter 16, verses 1 and 2. You're going to have to open your Bible and see some of these verses now. They won't be on the screen. Now, Sarah, Abram's wife, had borne him no children, and she had an Egyptian maid whose name was Hagar. So Sarai said to Abram, Now behold, the Lord has prevented me from bearing children. 
You got that feeling in your life? That maybe the Lord has held you back from some blessing or is holding some blessing back from you? There are people maybe in this church whose lives are filled with bitterness and they blame God for their bitterness. They blame God for their emptiness. They blame God for the unhappiness that haunts them day and night. Sarah was bitter about the past and she determined to do something about the future. If you read the rest of the story, you know that she took her, her, her maid, Hagar, and she gave him to, to her husband Abraham and she said, if God wants us to have children, it has to be this way because it's certainly not going to be with me. But it only compounded the misery and unhappiness in her life. Which teaches us a lesson. And that is, anytime you try to find happiness outside the will of God, all you're doing is inviting misery into your life and the life of your family. The woman who follows her career instead of following God will meet with frustration rather than fulfillment. The woman who follows her fantasies rather than follow, follow God will find pleasure in sin for a season, but the end result will be guilt and sorrow and not happiness. The woman who follows the road of social sophistication rather than simply following God will find that the hollow flattery of the elite only leads to depression and emptiness. The only way to happiness is to surrender your own plans in favor of the plans that God has for you. That's true for everybody, for every boy, for every girl, for all of us. Because God said, I know the plans that I have for you. Plans for welfare and not calamity. Or one other version says, to prosper you and not to harm you. To give you a future and a hope. If God has a plan for my life, if God knows the way to happiness from where I am to where He wants me to be, what business do I have of charting my own course or going my own way? Jesus said in John 10, 10, I am come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. God wants your happiness to impact eternity. In Genesis chapter 17, verse 15, God said to Abraham, as far Sarai, your wife, you're no longer to call her Sarai. Her name will be Sarah. That means princess. He says, I will bless her. And I will surely give you a son by her. I will bless her so that she will be a mother of nations. Kings of people, peoples will come from her. That was not an afterthought on God's part. And that's not an afterthought on God's part for you. You may look at your life and you say, I'm incredibly unhappy. Well, why are you unhappy? Are you unhappy because you're following God? Are you unhappy because you've reached for happiness in all the ways outside the will of God and it's brought misery into your life? Uh, the name Sarah means princess. And so what was God saying to Sarah? He was saying to her what God is saying to every little girl and every woman he said, my dear child, from before the time that you were born until this very day, it has always been my plan for you to make you a laughing princess. Sarah had given up on fulfillment and she'd given up on God. I'm thankful that God had made me the daddy of three girls. You've never seen my three girls together. Maybe one day you will. They're grown now and married and got children of their own. I have six 
granddaughters. I had to think a minute. I had five just a few months ago. Now I have six granddaughters, two grandsons, but I'm thankful for those little girls. And I've watched my girls grow up and make decisions, sometimes outside the will of God. And I've seen the hurt and the heartache that came into their lives, and I've tried to teach them what I believe to be the will of God for every woman and the true desire of God for every woman's heart. You know, every little girl wants to be a princess. And I tell guys, you know, when, when, when there's a wedding, I always tell the guys, I would have told you if you'd come to me. I would have told Cole, Cole, you enjoy the wedding because this is, your, this is your bride's opportunity to be a princess. That's what she wants to be. She wants to be a princess, and so she dresses up like a princess. And she wants a Prince Charming who will slay the dragon. And the way you slay the dragon is to participate in the wedding and enjoy it. And if you fail to do that, you will not make a good first impression on that young lady because she wants to be a princess. She wants to be a princess. And I believe that God wants to make a princess out of every woman and every little girl in the world. God wanted to make Sarah a princess. He wanted to make her dreams come true. He wanted to bless her. Now, Sarah had been, just been given a glimpse of God's plan in Genesis chapter 18. The Lord said in verses 9 through 12, I will surely return to you about this time next year, and Sarah, your wife, will have a son. Now, Sarah was listening at the entrance of the tent, which was behind him. Abraham and Sarah were already old and well advanced in years, and Sarah was past the age of childbearing. So Sarah laughed to herself, and she thought, After I am worn out, and my master is old, will I have this pleasure? That was the laughter of frustration and the laughter of bitterness. Sarah just couldn't grasp God's promise. She couldn't bring herself to believe such a thing. Some of you here this morning are like Sarah. You've reached for happiness on your own and found only heartache. And now years have passed and you see no way to rectify the situation. You see no happiness in your future. You've concluded that any opportunity for, for you to find happiness is in the past and it's too late for you. Well, I have good news. Look at this woman, Sarah. No matter how far you've traveled in life, no matter how long you've traveled without God, whether you're on the front end of life or nearing the end of your life, God still wants to bless you. God's best and God's blessings are just around the corner for any one of you who will surrender your plans in favor of God's plans for you. So what is your barrier to happiness? I bet you've got one or two or three. You could say, well, I would be happy if it wasn't for. And Sarah might have said, well, I would be happy if it wasn't for the fact that I've been barren for 90 years of my life. And so at 90 years old, solving that problem was a hopeless cause in her eyes but listen to what God said when she laughed, after she laughed in Genesis 18, verse 14. He said, look, the angel said, the angel that was delivering the message said, is anything too hard for the Lord? Is it? Is your situation, what is your barrier to happiness? Paul said in the book of Ephesians that our God is able to do exceeding, abundantly, above and beyond all that we can ask or imagine. Is He still able? Yes. God is saying to you, my dear child, from before the time that you were born until this very day, it has always been my plan for you to make you a laughing princess. And that's true 
no matter where you are in your journey of life, no matter how dark and desperate or impossible your circumstances may seem, nothing is too hard for God. Now, I know that sometimes little girls early on surrender their hope of happiness. You feel that you look at yourself in the mirror and, you know, our minds tell us weird things sometimes. We'll look at ourselves in the mirror and say, you're ugly. Please don't listen to those voices. You need to hear what God says about you. You need to know the dreams that God has for your heart and you need to set aside everything that you're hearing in your ears that doesn't come from God. So you may have surrendered most of your hopes and dreams already, even if you're a teenager. And Sarah at 90 had long since given up hope of ever having a child, but she would learn several lessons the day that wholesome laughter came back into her life. She would learn that God was able to work in the most dismal of situations. She learned that God does not forget either our prayers or His promises. She learned that God does indeed have plans to bless all those who follow Him. Now our key passage today is in Genesis chapter 21 and we finally arrive there. Genesis chapter 21, verse 1. Please open your Bible and look at this, this, this passage. Then the Lord took note of Sarah as He had said, and the Lord did for Sarah as He had promised. So Sarah conceived and bore a son to Abraham in his old age at the appointed time of which God had spoken to him. Abraham called the name of his son who was born to him, who Sarah bore to him. You know what they named him? They named him Isaac. That might not mean much to you, but you know what the name Isaac means? It means laughter. It means laughter. And then Abraham circumcised his son Isaac when he was eight days old, as God commanded him. Now Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born to him. Sarah said, God has made laughter for me. Everyone who hears will laugh with me. And she said, who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children and yet I have borne him a son in his old age. It was in God's time and it was as a result of following God that she found fulfillment that she never thought she'd see. She said, God has brought laughter to me. God has brought happiness into my life. Into her life came an, in, in, an infectious joy. A joy as deep and overflowing as the despair she'd known before. And this was not the laughter of frustration. It was the laughter of fulfillment and indication of the joy that came into her life as a result of following God. This unfulfilled woman became a laughing princess. Every woman is in search of fulfillment, in search of that deep, infectious, overflowing joy. Some of you are looking for it in a pot of gold at the end of some elusive rainbow, some fortune that will buy you fulfillment, but you'll not find fulfillment there. Sometimes my wife and I will pass by some fabulous place on top of a hill somewhere, and I will say, fairy tale places don't make fairy tale faces. And it's true. Some of you are looking for a relationship, the man of your dreams, Prince Charming, to make you a laughing princess. No matter how good he looks, April, you'll not find fulfillment there. That's not where your fulfillment is. 
Some of you have looked outside the will of God for fulfillment and you've only found misery. And some of you have just given up. You've lived, you think, the best years of your life and now all there is for you to do is to live the rest of your life. Well, I'm going to ask you to do something today. And we're fixing to quit right here. You may be a teenage girl. You may be a woman in midlife. You may be past retirement. I'm going to ask you to bring your life those precious years that you have left, whether you've got 90 years left, or you say, I've just got a handful, and pour them out at the feet of Jesus. Come like the sinful woman with the alabaster jar of ointment who took it and, and broke it at His feet. Will you risk pouring your life out at His feet? You need to hear God saying to you today, my dear child, it has always been my plan for you from before you were born to this very day, to make you a laughing princess. Sarah had been barren for most of her life. And now she was blessed. And it was always God's plan for her. And that's also God's plan for you. Today, God invites you to start over. He wants to bless you. He invites you to start over. Number three, He asks you to surrender your plans in favor of His plans for you. And wherever you are today, at whatever point of life you're in, God's intention for you is to bring into your life a contagious happiness, an infectious joy that will impact the lives of all around you because it's God's desire that every woman be like Sarah, that every woman, every little girl, would become a laughing princess. Let's pray. Lord, I pray for the girls and the ladies who've heard this message today about Sarah as we've been looking at the life of Abraham. And Lord, she wasn't just a tag-along. You had a plan for her life. And you had a plan to bless her. And it's the same for every person here today. You want to bless us but in order to receive your blessing, we have to surrender our life to you. We have to say, Lord, I want your plans over my own plans. I'll go your way and not my own way. And so, Lord, I pray that in this invitation time, in the quiet of this moment, that people would respond to you. Some young lady who's got hopelessness in her heart. Some woman, Lord, who feels incredibly unhappy and today they realize they need to recommit their life to you or some gentleman here or some young boy Lord who who knows they've been going the wrong way and yet today you've spoken to their heart and you're calling them to just Lord come here at the altar and pour their life out at your feet in Jesus name we pray amen would you come as we stand and sing